Hello out there in podcast land, and welcome to another awesome episode of The Album Argument. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so thankful to have you here with us today as we cover what I consider to be almost a perfect album. Almost. This would have been a complete five-star record from me with no cuts if there weren't for one, maybe two songs on this record. And I'm talking about ours and their record, Distorted Lullabies. Now... Is it ours or ours. is it ours? Oh man, you're bringing the southerness in here. Ours, because I did as a, as an album. I did a a, a a children's album a few years ago. Yeah, you did. It's ours to take, but sometimes we say ours to take. We realize after we record it. So I don't know. It's ours. Ours. How does the band? The band says ours. Ours, but there's no. I mean, it's you know. Well, it's and that's funny. You could say it both ways. You could, but it's funny because the the band is ours, but it's really just the lead singer, main person, Jimmy Necco. Very good. So it sh- it should just be Jimmy Necco and company. But ours, I think the moniker ours is actually kind of cool because it doesn't just belong to him; it belongs to everybody. Yeah, you know? is that what you were saying the uh, what's the uh, uh, dashboard? Yeah, that's kind of the dashboard yep. idea. Yep, it's not a solo project. It's an everybody, including the audience project. Yeah, but so, uh, so anyways, yeah, we have to throw our southerness in there. Arrgh. <laughs> and we lost a lot of view or listeners. <laughs> I said I almost said viewers. Viewers. But. Oh yeah, we would have lost viewers a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely not going to be a video. We I know we say this a lot in a, c- a couple of the episodes, but there's not going to be a video podcast of us because I'm too ugly. And yeah, no, no, no. You're supposed to say the handsomeness would break the lens. The handsomeness would break the lens. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. The handsomeness, yeah, whatever. Ours, ours, whichever way you want to go. Fine. Yeah, whichever way you want to go. But again, uh, ours is fronted by the main singer songwriter Jimmy Necco and his beautiful concept of just music and storytelling all together as a whole. Now, I'm going to back up a little bit, tell a little bit of a story here. Um, as you know, Jeremy, you know that I grew up uh, not only doing orchestra and playing in bands, especially playing in bands with you, but I also did a lot of theater and stuff as well. So I love, I love theater. I love musicals. I love albums that have really cool theatrical ties to them. And I would say that this is one of those albums and, and it's, it's one of those albums because Jimmy Necco was signed in 1997 by DreamWorks and he spent years recording this record. And you can hear that in the music with the little nuances here and there, little guitar parts that are barely heard or little melodies that are on the side and stuff like that. But backing up even further, I was working as an au pair at the time. You know what an au pair is, right? Sure. It's, it's a nanny, right? Um, and I know a fancy term for a nanny, but I actually like traveled with this family. I went to different countries with them on vacations and stuff. And I took care of their first off. It was just one kid. And then it was two. And I took care of these kids for a long time. Um, I remember being at their house and while one of the kids was down for a nap or something and have an MTV on or MTV two or something like that. And this little commercial on MTV was like, see ours, blah, blah, blah. And it played a snippet of a song called sometimes. And I was just enamored with what I just saw and heard. I was like, Oh my gosh, what is this? What is this? What is this? And MTV didn't play anything else. It was like a commercial type thing. So I immediately drove after we were done. I was done with my session of babysitting essentially I drove to the nearest like Best Buy record store, whatever, and I bought the album because I'm like, I have to hear this song and it's full. There was something about it that just caught me. And I'm so glad I did because I've been a huge Hours fan 
ever since 2001 when this album came out. So does he play? Did he play everything too? What, sorry, what's what's his name? Jimmy Necco. Jimmy. So does Jimmy play, or does he actually have a band? Just wondering. So he is very much a uh, a virtuoso when it comes to to instruments. He plays every instrument out there, and there's on certain parts of different albums he's played drums on them. He's done all. The, he's done keyboards. He's done the acoustic guitars and electrics and stuff. But this is kind of has he has band members that come in. Now I'm not going to mention any of the band members solely because throughout the years it's been like a rotating door situation. And I think he's fine with that. You know, people coming in, coming and going, you know, recording here, touring here, you know, it's ours. is just a collective group. Yeah, no, no. It's very cool that it's, I didn't realize that part of it that I, I do know that you've liked this for a while Yeah, and you know, you've, you've talked about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure sometimes was a semi hit. It was a semi hit. Yeah. Right. So on the, the all rock station here in Atlanta, they mm-hmm. played it. So that's how I had heard of it. Nice. So yeah. I, I do remember hearing ours. There we go again. I have to throw that in there. But uh, uh, one thing that I have to throw in and just make a, you know, a, a, a notice for everybody, this is another album to add to the list of Ryan albums that was released. <laughs> I know where this is going. In the year 2001. <laughs> and I, I keep forgetting to tally these up. So just one more checkbox. Somebody out there, are, you know, the fan club is checking this off another <laughs> album. And I just kind of laughed when I saw this and I looked at him. I go, 2001? But I think that's cool, though, that we were talking about a lot of the music shapes us that you're in high school. Yep. And I'm just jealous because a lot of the music that I listened to in high school was not available yeah. in high school. So it was either old music or really old music. Or maybe, you know, just a few years old. So that was pretty yeah. cool that, you know, you were there and have you seen them live and so forth? I have. I have seen them live. And they actually just came to Atlanta recently. And I did not go and see them simply because I chose to go on a, a like a motorcycle trip with my dad. So spending time with my dad superseded going and seeing hours sure, live. Sure. But... I, I, you know, I have seen them live. They're amazing live. The the energy that Jimmy brings to the album is still there in his voice in the live performance. He's an incredible artist and performer. Nice. All right. So let me get a little into it. Um, I want to first start by saying not only this, this album was released in, in 2001 on DreamWorks Records, which we all, if you if follow the music business at all, you know, DreamWorks Records tanked like, you know, years and years ago, but it was produced by the legend, Steve Lillywhite. (sighs) Yeah. I tried to not look up too much ahead of time, but I did see that just wondering about this album a little bit. So uh, we've, we've heard a few Steve Lillywhite albums. Yes. You know, you two, of course, but more importantly, more important than you two and pretty much any other other band out there, you two big country. Big Country, Steve Lillywhite and Big Country. And it's cool because Jimmy Necco has actually recorded a cover of Big Country's in a Big Country as oh, well. Nice. Now, as much as I love ours and Jimmy, it's not a good version. Oh, interesting. Not at all. Um, he recorded it for a Coles commercial, you know, which probably... So he got paid. Yeah, he got paid, man. He he got paid. But it, it just, ooh, it's lacking. It's not my thing. I, I'm like, all right, I'm moving on. And you know I love a good cover song, so... Interesting, but so another Steve Lillywhite. Yeah, nice. Steve Lillywhite. Now this album is really interesting because I've heard it be called a concept record. Um, I've never found a definitive yes or no that it is telling a complete story, though a lot of ours albums actually do have central concepts. Or even in this case, the last three records that they've put out: Ballet, The Boxer One, um, 
and of course the next two are, are slipping my mind completely, but the, they're, they're a trio of albums that tell a, you know, a circular story. Now this, I could see a lot of themes that are constant and fluid throughout all of it. And so in that sense, yes, concept record of the themes, cool, but a story from start to finish, I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. So the, I'll, I'll just say that the title or the album title distorted lullabies. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's an awesome so, title. So a pretty good uh, collection of words right there. So I would say as you listen to, or you just look, you know, fallen souls drowning, I'm a monster, misery head, things like that. And you go distorted lullabies. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So like, as you said, it's, it's, it, it centers on that concept really well and i like that very Very good so i want to know like you know i love this record you know i've played it a thousand times i know this this album by heart uh forwards backwards inside and out i want to know honestly what your your take on this record actually is well yeah so i i didn't did not even realize that i own it wait what (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a weird thing it's a what? first yeah i did not realize well i kind of thought i go as i started looking at the the artwork you know streaming and i go i think i have this and i was going through cds as i you know prepare get some music from uh for for other episodes right so everything that we you know play we owned and as because Correct. you know we we walk the walk we talk the talk that yes. uh, we always say go buy it so uh we own the music that we uh that we tell you to go buy. Yes. So as I'm going through, I go, I think I own this. So I did find it. So I have the CD. So I brought it out for you. So funny enough, but it, <laughs> it, I, I admit I did not buy it. So I did not steal it like wait, a wait, previous wait, wait. album. Did I give this to you? So I don't know if you were with us and we were, were we together? So this is just kind of bringing up some past that we were at. This came from a circuit city. Oh. And so I think I was with some of our other friends at the time. Wait, and wait, Circuit wait. City is like stop, Best stop, Buy. Stop, 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 stop. You have other friends other than me? Not cool, Not Jay. really. Not, not cool. Yeah, not. Sorry, go ahead. Continue with your at Circuit the time, City story. At the time. This was, you know, 2000, probably two or three at okay. least. And so Circuit City was that place that you go buy CD players. All those things that aren't around anymore Yeah, is the reason why Circuit City is, you know, not, not around. around anymore. <laughs> but Circuit City was awesome. That's why I remember seeing like anti-skip CDs. You could take the CD out. And then the audio just kept going. Ooh. And so kids nowadays, you're like, what are you talking about? And so it was a big thing having an anti-skip CD. So that was Circuit City. It's like a Best Buy. And anyways, and I remember leaving, and I guess we were there just hanging out, finding music or whatever, when they actually had a substantial CD collection. And they just had like a bin and said, take them. So I had a whole bunch of CDs that I took, and this was one of them. So oh, it was cool. demo. So I'm guessing it was one that they had. Nice. Like you put your headphones on, you can play. So I did not buy it. But I do own it, technically. Hey. So uh, I think I've listened to it. And yeah, it's 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 grown on me, I would say. So okay, even yeah, though I yeah. have it, so I just had a funny story and had to mention Circuit City out there. That's cool. That uh, it's grown on me. So I think initially I like sometimes. And then I kind of listened to a few, but now I had to listen to it. Yep. It forced me to listen to forced. it. So, you know, overall, I mean, it's it's got great guitar tones. So when you said it took a while to record, now it makes sense. So for 2001... That's a transition. That was kind of like, you know, Limp Biscuit days or maybe coming out of that. That's like, I'm thinking like new metal, like rock went really heavy at that yeah, point. Right? At that point, everybody was doing it for the nookie. Right. Exactly. Just, just for the nookie and for TRL. So you could get that cookie. Right. So, and we will not be doing Limp Biscuit. You've threatened that. 
I have threatened but it. But please don't. I mean, okay. we've done Papa Roach. That was enough. So Limp Biscuit would <laughs> be another. That was actually a good album. Then Limp Biscuit would be a whole nother level. So, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so out, rock was going really heavy. And so this, for 2001, this has like elements of like kind of breaking up distorted guitar that I really like. So today's time, like I tried to listen to a little bit of recent hours and it mm-hmm. does not, quality wise, it's probably even better, but I actually kind of like this quality because it was- yes. It was kind of that 90s sound, but still modern, because again, it was a transition period, I think, in terms of recording quality and recording techniques. So I, I would just say great tones, great vocals, cool lyrics. It's a little, sometimes a bit of a downer. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I think initially- It's very moody. Yes. On the surface, I have not gotten into it. So, you know, I've mentioned some of the song titles before, Fallen Souls, to some that I did not mention is Medication and Bleed and Dizzy and- uh, as I wander and things like that. So, um, no, but it's cool. I mean, the choruses are catchy. I can't remember what yeah. album that we recently talked about, but I said the same thing. Once you get to the chorus, it's Biff Naked. Biff Naked. Yeah. Every, yeah. Uh, every chorus. So I know you like a good chorus. Yeah. Oh, choruses can, are very important to me. We can and opening right. tracks. <laughs> as we've learned that, that as well. So a lot of talk. I'll just get down to it. It was hard to choose a best song because it had, I did like some of the songs that kind of were a little bit more of a rocker and just kind of up because some of the songs are kind of more laid back. And then with the lyrics, they're a little slightly depressing, just Mm -hmm. not my everyday listen. So I really liked Medication, I think, for, let's say, an honorable mention. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so it takes a little bit of time to get into it, mm-hmm. but it's just got that big chorus. It's very roomy, good tones, cool lyrics. Yeah, I would say honorable mention. Very I'm, good. I want to pick that, but I will be the person that just admits that sometimes is the best song. Sometimes it is the best song. Sometimes. So it's the hit. It's the single. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's a great song. Yeah, it's 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 I I struggle because I want I don't want to be that person that says okay the hit, but I no I, that's fine. I like medication, dancing along, and bleed. I think those three go together really well. What track seven, eight, nine, and then I was just listening. I go, I I have to say sometimes. So I'll pick sometimes. Those other three maybe honorable mention as I played medication. No, I, I do want to address sometimes. Um, there has been talk about how sometimes kind of rips off a Radiohead song. And I've, I was listening recently to a podcast where Jimmy Necco was on a beautiful interview about this record. And he talks about how he actually, he knows the Radiohead song that people have referenced and stuff. He's like, I wrote sometimes back in 1991. He's like, I wrote it at the end of high school. You know, I've, I had been holding on to this riff and this song and stuff. And he goes, and then I hear something in 95 that sounds, you know, from Radiohead that sounds very, he goes, what am I going to do? Like, but he had to go forward with it, you know, because he already had the song and it was it, it was 
calling him and he had to put it out there. So, um, and he even talks about how he was not a Radiohead fan up until OK Computer came out. And then he was like, he's like, that is one of the best records ever that brought me in. I did all this stuff. And he's like, now I'm huge into Radiohead and all this other stuff. And it, it's so if you're out there and you're like, well, it kind of sounds a little bit like it. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. But this was written way before that, that album came out. And uh, funny enough, uh, only a band that maybe we know and a few other people in mm-hmm. Atlanta. So th- there's a lot of drop Sonic ties to yes, this album. Yes, there so, really are. So sometimes uh, medication and uh, even dancing alone. So there's there's some things that I go, okay, this is drop Sonic. Yep. So kind of like the Radiohead-esque, kind of the alt side of things. It, in, in general, you, you'll like this, but it's it's got a lot of dynamics. So yeah, you know, specifically why I like sometimes it starts loud. It's got cool... Uh, I guess uh, you know the 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 motive of the burn 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 burn, but then mm-hmm. it's got all the other guitars. It's got his great vocals. It's very dynamic. I mean, across the whole album, it's just very dynamic. Yep. But some of the tone and the sound and the feeling is that drop sonic that I no, mentioned. I, I totally hear that and see that, and that's awesome. That's one of the reasons why I love them and drop sonic. Yeah. One thing that I heard in Bleed, for example, though, in terms of maybe they did some influencing. Funny you mention all mm-hmm. the, the Radiohead. Maybe he was influenced, but he was not. Uh, I think Bleed, though, it. I kept listening to that. I go, it sounds like something else. And I would just say for everybody out there, maybe ask you if you know uh, the the one big song by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Maps. Uh, Maps. And for some reason, it's the chord progression a little bit and a little bit of the melody and believe that. Uh, Maybe I'll play a little bit of Believe because it's a good song too. So cool tracks, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As were after this, but maybe yeah. they started writing the songs before. So I'm not saying they copied it all, especially <laughs> after this uh, fairly recent Ed Sheeran, you know, controversy. Uh, l- look, luckily he won, or was just not found yeah. liable, right? Because that would have ruined music. It really would have. We don't need to get into that again. Yeah. No, we, already, we won't get into. We that, already so. stood on that soapbox a while so, ago. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so those those are my picks, right? I, I like the big rockers in this one. Very Some good. of the quiet ones. Yeah. So it was tough to find. Uh, as I kind of wrap up my side and hear your side, it was tough to find a song that I just did not like. Um, you know, Misery Head, it, Misery Head is, is cool in the end. It kind of had a jazzy feel that I might not have felt like it fit some of the other songs, but I got no, but it's, it's good. It's a uh, um, catchy hook. This is the sound mm-hmm. of my Misery Head. So it, it was fine. It, it, it made up for itself at times. Um, a lot of choruses. I'm just kind of going through my notes. I almost every song is like big chorus, big chorus, yeah. crazy chorus, crazy chorus. So if I have to pick one that I just find is the worst, not a bad song again, mm-hmm. again, not a bad song, but it's the last track as I wander. All these people, we've got to love these If we don't, they will go away. That's Not- actually my pick as well. Okay, good. All right, yep. we agree. It's been a while. Hey, it's been, yeah. I think it's been a, it's been a minute, as yeah. we say now. It's not a bad song, but it easily right. could have been left off the record. I think it's a good closer. 
So I think maybe if they're looking for a closer, uh, maybe I don't know if Meet Me in the Tower could have just in there, ended there. Okay, so let's say we look at it like a movie. Meet Me at the Tower is the closing song for the movie, and then As I Wonder is playing during the credits. Yeah, walk. Everybody's walking away. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, As I Wonder again, not a bad song. I think it actually kind of works, but um, yeah, it just if I had to pick one. So I like the highs of this album. I do like some of the lows, other than As I Wonder, but. What do you think? Because I know you love oh. it, so sorry I've talked so long. No, you. this is totally fine. I, again, love this record. Uh, it's funny, because when this album came out, it was not well-received by critics. It, it was it got mediocre reviews, like middle of the tier. But if you go on all these different websites, like Discogs and other places, you'll see the fan vote uh, Like on Discogs. It's got a 4.71 rating out of 5. And I, I mean, I feel like that that's an honest and very accurate rating. It's not a perfect album. This is almost a perfect record. Uh, and I know like we, we hold perfect records in high regards. Um, but I, I love this album through and through. I've listened to it for years. I mean, it's, it's been out for over 20 years and it's still one of my favorites. I just want to start by saying that Jimmy Necco's voice is incredible. Like I said before, live and on the record, it's great. He's been compared a lot to Jeff Buckley. I know he was huge. I think he was friends with Jeff Buckley, actually, as well. Uh, I know he was a big fan of Queen, and he's actually done songs with Brian May that has shown up on the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. Uh, there was rumors for a while that he, he's been in links or talks to join certain bands. Uh, there was a rumor for a while that he was going to be joining queen as the new sing as the new singer. And those in it's, it's cool because I've heard in another podcast where he was doing an interview and he, he basically said, yes, I've been invited to do this and this and this. And he goes, and though I love going out and doing those things, he goes, I have so many songs in me that I still have to get out. And until I do that, until I finish with ours and getting everything out that I need to get out, I can't go and join something else. And I'm paraphrasing what he's saying there. It's not a direct quote. And I, I really respect that. And that just shows how well respected he is in the music world for his voice. His voice is incredible. When you hear him in interviews, he is, he talks in very deep tone, but you hear him go into these high falsettos that are just gorgeous. And to my understanding as well, he's never had any vocal training. It's always just been him just belting, letting it all out. And you hear that a lot of the songs on this album where at the end of the song, he'll let out this primal scream and it's just perfect. It's beautiful. Uh, again, I said in the last episode, and I've said in a couple episodes, like the importance of opening tracks, Fallen Souls is an amazing opening track. And let's hear a little section of that. Yeah, and then I love the line where he just goes, suffer, suffer, suffer. Yes. I mean, it just kind of, you know, builds up to that point. So, yeah, he, it, it's him. I mean, he, this is something in terms of, I think we talked about maybe with other bands, you know, not everybody could pull this off. No, so it not makes, at all. I'm actually surprised that maybe the critics did not like this because sometimes critics, I could see, would like this and then the fans go, eh, you know, they're going to have their fans. So uh, I wonder now, looking back, if some people would say, actually, you know, 
it, it stands the oh, test it, of time. It totally stands. And and this is to me, this is like beautiful theatrical art, alternative art rock. You know, it's it's just it's huge. And, and the album just every song in the album is solid. Again, as I wonder, maybe not as much. There is a theme though through this album. That Here's the light is one of the songs on there, but it alt like throughout the album, they talk about like even even one of the songs, Am I a Monster? You know, like Am I a bad person? Can I make myself better? Like, can I see the light? Oh, let it shine on me from sometimes, you know, like there's all these different references about getting through something and, and becoming a better situation, a better person. And I love that uh, drowning beautifully comes in uh, after fallen souls. Uh, sometimes drowning also has a reprise on the end of it that leads into am I a monster, which is really cool. Sometimes it's great. Misery head is great. Medication misery heads really cool. I know I'm jumping ahead and jumping back and forth, but I, I just, I love these songs so much. It's a, such a solid album, but I have to go with, uh, I have to go with the, the song that means the most to me uh, through this is, actually not one of the harder songs it's dizzy It kind of sounds like the first time through, he's not giving as much effort. But then when you hit the second course, he goes from that like like monotone and then jumps up to this beautiful falsetto that fits the song perfectly. Like any other way that this song could be sung would not be right. This is the way it's supposed to be. And I know that sounds weird because obviously he wrote the song, recorded it. But if I heard a cover version of this, and somebody else did not do that, I, I would be offended almost. Like, this song is just gorgeous. It's beautiful. I hope people give it a chance and go and listen to it. It's one of the best songs, in my opinion, that's ever been written of all time. And, you know, I've, I've made comments wow. towards certain things. Dizzy is one of the greatest songs that has ever been written. I feel bad saying that. I don't know if I agree with you in terms of best. That's it's okay. a good song. It's a good song. So it's uh, something about the word just dizzy as well that... And that's uh, fine. Know, it's a no, no, in a good way. Like it's yeah. it's a cool, just saying dizzy, okay, and uh, it just kind of brought me in. Like yeah. you know, some songs I can't think of a word. Uh, let's say if it was called like trash can, <laughs> I think that's two words technically. But if it's called trash can, I don't know if that's nothing against that song. I you know that, I'm just yeah. making this up. I don't know if that would bring me in, but dizzy. I go. I don't know. That's just kind of a, a cool word, yeah. right? So kind of wordplay that some sometimes that that works. So I'll, I'll give you that it's. It, it has a lot going for it. Maybe not the best, but... Yeah, okay. That's fine. And since we both picked the same song as, like, not the best, uh, let's hear a little bit of Misery Head then, if you don't mind. Yeah, and the closer of it, the the end of that song where he starts going into like do do, you know, oh, it's just it's gorgeous. The yeah. whole song's cool. Yeah, so that's kind of got the as I say jazz element yeah. that uh, 
first time around, and I would say if anybody's listening to this, you might agree with Ryan right off the bat. You say, I love it. Or you might agree with me. You go, I don't know. Just, I would say, give it some time. So like this one, first few listens, you know, the jazz elements, it just kind of sticks out compared to the other mm-hmm. songs, right? Yeah. It's it's unique in the, in this oh, very album. Much so. But yeah. Uh, yeah, when he just goes again to this is the sound of my misery head and it's catchy. And again, going back to the guitar tone. So if anybody's mm-hmm. out there that you like tone and guitars and it's got a little bit of edge to it. Acoustics sound good too. Yeah, they do. They do. But like this song too. But the tone is incredible. Yeah, they just all match and it's just got this bite that nowadays everything's very perfected and maybe there are some imperfections of this and maybe that goes along with the, you know, what he's talking about that, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. You might have other thoughts or, you know, I'm down, things like that, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. You know, we're not perfect. Right. So I, I think it all, uh, goes with the theme of distorted lullabies. Ooh. It's a good pick. So thank you thank for you. bringing this to my attention and reminding me that I own this album. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> and, and now I'm happy. I'll actually, I'll, I say I, that sounds bad. I'll actually listen to it. But like I said, it, it took me a while, maybe oh. a few years, probably almost 20 years at this point. That's okay. But um, no, I just have a better appreciation for good, it. So thank good. you. Thank you. Um, please go out there and check out this album. Please look up Jimmy Necco and his his work. Again, I know there's other members of the band, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to them, but this is this is his project. This is his baby, his thing. Uh, the other members are very important. However, ours is Jimmy Necco, and there's so many really good albums. Precious is a great record. Mercy is a great record. The new stuff that's come out uh, for me, I'm, it's taking a little bit more listening to to really feel it and get into it versus the older stuff. However, I do enjoy it. It's very cool. Uh, but please give Jimmy Necco and ours a chance. You, you will not, you will not be sorry that you did. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Again, uh, check out our website. So the album argument.com, uh, we've got on all the socials and we've got a, a cool link to a, a link tree because everybody's doing those. Hey-o. So it's got, you can contact us through that, through from social media, directly on social media. We have a contact on the link tree. Uh, follow us. Let us know your thoughts about this album. Any of the other past albums, maybe you have some requests. Again, we, we don't promise all requests, Yeah, but we... We will try because we're open to finding new music and hopefully you've enjoyed finding some new music through us. And even though we own thousands upon thousands of CDs and albums, we're, we're eventually going to run out. So we need some suggestions. Yes, we will run out. And that's when our, (laughs) you know, when our wives look at us going, are are you sure? You're buying more? You're buying more. Why do you need more? (laughs) You don't need more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We need more, more, more as uh, one singer once sang in the eighties. How do you like it? How do you like it? Not that one. More, a different. The no. rebel yell. Oh! <laughs> more, more, more. Totally different direction. But anyways. <laughs> what a way to end the show. But <laughs> yes, please uh, let us know what you think and stay tuned for some great albums coming up uh, yeah. as we hit June at the end of this week and going into a, a next month. Very good. Close us out, Jay. Uh, until next time, I'm Jeremy. I'm Ryan. Deuces. We are out. Out.